Hey, hard yarners. Welcome to this week's episode. This week's episode is brought to you by Athletic Institute. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had the owner of Athletic Institute, Corey Green, on episode 119, and you got to hear the wealth of knowledge that he has on all things that come with health, nutrition, strength, conditioning. Uh, he's just a, a wealth of knowledge in all those sorts of topics and his team that he has running the show there as well is outstanding. They really know what they're doing. Um, they make sure they tailor every program individually to you to make sure you're getting out of it what you need. So couldn't recommend it anymore. Get down to Athletic Institute. They're online. They've got online programs. Uh, they're just elite in every way. So get involved, Athletic Institute, um, yeah, and enjoy the show. All right, hi, Yanas. We are here with the world's most famous backpacker of all time, <laughs> Trev Gleason. <laughs> we the North. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we've got Toronto Raptors um, mastermind and uh, five-time championship winning coach from the Wildcats. Uh, what do we hit on, Trev? Your what? what, yeah, we, what, uh, what on, we, I'll just get my, my translator. <laughs> yeah, what, from we, what do we chat about like yeah. uh, throughout the episode? Oh, everything from backpacking to uh, getting fired a few times <laughs> yeah, yeah, around yeah, the world yeah. and a few laughs along the way too. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Nah, it's a really good story. There's a couple of interesting things. Even the, the, the back injury at the start yeah. is, um, yeah, very really compelling. Very good. So listeners, you're going to love this one. So uh, yeah. Cheers for coming Cheers. on and appreciate it. Let's get hard. Let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-hosts. Daniel Delby and Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance. For the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get hard. Sweet. All right, well, let's start off with a gun story from the CGI. Yes. <laughs> What's that all about? Oh, you start? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's start. Like no intro, mate. Everyone yeah, we, we do oh, intro yeah. on the post. Well, I was a, um assistant coach in the CBA in America. Yeah. And um, these two guys were having a fight. Actually, we were getting the flu shot for the start of the year. And one of the guys um, wasn't getting the flu shot. He said he had it before. The other guy kept egging him on, egging him on. And we're in a little mini bus to the doctor's surgery and they're getting into it there, just verbal. And back <laughs> into the surgery, the, they had to be separated. And, and I'm, wow. I'm in there trying to calm everything down. And then I thought everything was fine. And they got back on the bus and... Um, uh, Leon was the last guy in the bus and all of a sudden the guys chirped at him and so he's <laughs> turning his headphones off, put them down and this guy's six foot ten and just put both arms hands oh. around his neck and started choking him. Jesus. Like, yeah. We're at the back there trying to get him off. Um, the whole team's trying to separate. By that time, uh, the other guy was Victor. Victor was in there. He's got him in a headlock. He's actually bit him. Oh. <laughs> Just to try to get released, and we finally got them apart. And obviously, they're going verbal. Yeah, and and uh, one of the guys said, "I've got a gun, and I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to kill you." Oh, and this, I'm just trying to coach basketball. <laughs> yeah. right? Take these guys in for a flu shot. So we had coming to, out with a gunshot. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we had to separate them, and they were both that's so staying at hotels. Yeah, and so we thought, well, 
we got to find out if he's got a gun or not. So we drove straight. <laughs> By that time, we got, we got Leon under control and Victor's gone somewhere. We don't know where the hell he's gone. Victor the victim. So we had to go to the hotel and, and get into the room. You know, we had to see the manager and, and has he got a gun? <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's two of us gone into, into uh, the hotel manager to get into his room to find out if he has a gun and we've got Whoa. other guys just standing at and they're meant to be on the same team they're on the same team oh my god <laughs> it was uh, were you a fresh coach uh, mate it was a le- big learning experience <laughs> <laughs> dealing with egos and uh yeah uh, yeah we, no, no uh you know two weeks later we traded them to different <laughs> <teams>. <laughs> trade them to texas where yeah. he can use it <laughs> yeah Far right out. Wow, yeah. that's a good way to start the yeah. podcast. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. so I guess managing that players. So it's more than just coaching on the field. You get a freaking politics of flu shots and gunshots. That's intense. To yeah, start. it's yeah. different. Uh, totally different over there. Yeah, that was twenty odd years ago. So yeah, yeah. hopefully it's um, and not many gun laws have changed since then. Yeah, well, unfortunately, unfortunately <laughs> so, gone. Yeah. so yeah. that w- that was obviously wasn't your first experience coaching. You'd already started coaching in Australia prior to that. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was this turn of 2000 when I went over to the States. So I actually couldn't get a job here in Australia. So I, I went over to America and worked a couple of camps. And, yeah. and one camp led to another. Then I finished up getting the job over there. Well, yeah. like goddamn immigrants <laughs> taking <laughs> our goddamn jobs. Is that where you met Dawn? Is that where you met Dawn? Yeah. And, that, yeah. and she's well, the one who's got you in this mess today? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I'll thanks, Dawn, for that. Yeah, that uh, yeah I guess before uh, we... Get into, that. get into that. We, yeah. we should talk about your, your whole story because it's quite an inspirational story. And Delby yeah. actually, I, he told me about it this morning, the back issue. Yeah. And for someone, and I was, I was trying to look at your playing history right. and I couldn't find anything. And I, find that, I found that quite um, strange for a, a coach as successful as yourself not to Similar have played in. Alistair Clarkson. Yeah, did he play? Much no, he played at North. Played a little he bit played, footy. Yeah. yeah, he played at North. Ah, so hey? who, who am I thinking of? Though, as an AFL player, oh, the, the little fella that Bolton, uh, yeah, that went Bolton to Carlton. For Carlton. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Um, there's a, there's even a tie in there with you later down the track. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I read and I don't know how reliable the source is that your you began coaching because you sustained a really bad back injury from a hydraulic press. Yeah, it True? was. Um, yeah, only when I was eighteen. I think I was I was pretty good at. At sport for basketball, football, yeah. tennis, you know, anything to, with a ball and yeah. didn't require schoolwork. I was yeah. <laughs> um, and I worked at a meatworks, an abattoir in Warrnambool, country Victoria. Yeah. And went to work one day and, and um, the hydraulic door goes up and down. Um, it goes up, the animal rolls out, it's obviously been shot, rolls out, and then you put the chain on it. And this day the, the door went up. Um, and before I could get the animal, the door came down like a guillotine, and it was um, so, well, on my lower back. So I had two oh. hands going to grab it, going to grab its necks, and just bang. It was um, wow. That sounds absolutely excruciating. Yeah, it was the most intense pain. It knocked me out. Imagine how the wow. animals were feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Wow. So so it's pushed down, and yep. the hydraulic. Obviously, there's no. Fail safe in it. It just no, well comes that, down. Well, that was yeah. That was the problem with it. Yeah. Oh so my it was, god. It was. Um, so you're all, you're very lucky. Very lucky. I could be six feet under, well yeah. and truly wow. paralyzed. Another second yep. paralyzed. Another second. I could have been three and not touched at all. It was. It was. Um, so where did it where did lucky. it hit you? Which part of your lower back? back? It's yeah. Yeah. I right. was bent over. Got 
lower back. It it, it cr- actually crushed the vertebrae by fifty percent in height. Far out. Of L four, L five, and so they tell me that I lost a couple of inches in height. Yeah, uh, when it happened, and, and length. If it was a second, what else did I tell? One second earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was pretty intense, and uh, I woke up, and it was just. I remember hitting the ground twice, and, and just in incredible pain. And I woke up, and um, you know, some guys are holding me, and I just couldn't feel Fuck. from my waist down. I really <sighs> thought I was paralyzed. Yeah, and I could just move my toe like a, a centimetre, my right toe just a centimetre. And I kind of oh knew that God. I wasn't paralysed yeah. at that stage. And, um, yeah, I spent, uh, you know, two months in hospital just staring at the ceiling and rehabbing. And, um, you know, I had a six broken ribs, punctured lung. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it was just the back. <laughs> no. Wow. And then it so was genuine, very, very lucky. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's like Jet Nate Jarwai falling on you 50 times. Yeah, yeah, big fella. Big fella. <laughs> wow, hey. So yeah, so that was really the catalyst. Of, I couldn't play sport anymore. I I, I tried to get back fit. I, I actually did swimming. I, I went in a couple of swimming races of long distance, and obviously swimming's great for your back. But, mm. um, it's pretty boring, though, isn't it? Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at a black line, I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, what? I mean, back then as well, what did they suggest for rehab? Swim and... Was that pretty much it? That was it. I, had, Fucking I hell. came out of hospital after a couple of months and I had a steel brace. I actually had a steel brace put wow. on for, for six weeks. And, I, you know, you had to learn to walk again. Oh, my god! Just because your muscles had deteriorated. and um, So it was a whole whole process uh, just to get back up. And I, I remember, you know, a lot of my mates who were 21 around that stage, a couple of years older than me. And yeah. I was trying to go there and I finished up having the old banana lounge brought out there, I'll be laying back down, <laughs> but, you know, wow. trying to have a beer with your yeah, yeah, yeah. mates. But, uh, yeah, that was – I just couldn't play at a high level. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly – I just the, couldn't do it. Exactly the same thing that happened to me at around the same age. Um, Except it wasn't a hydraulic press. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, a hydraulic yeah. press. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, L5S1, my, my back's just ex- – I threw a fucking javelin at uni. There you go. And then, oh, Is that how you did it? Bro, yeah. Little athletics or at school? No, nah, at uni. Um, what? Yeah, we threw a uh, javelin at you. Oh I felt to go and it just popped out. And f- I'm still, I'm 35 now. And it happened when I was 20, 21. And I've, I've still got issues. Yeah. So what's, your, what's your lasting pain like or is it all fixed now? Yeah, you kind of, it gets sore when you, you start to get a cold coming on. You yeah. can, it gets pain in the back straight away. You can feel, feel it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always tried to get to hot weather, which is well, I was about to say now you, I'm in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've, and you've left Canada to come, come here back in winter. winter. And now it's yeah. So I've missed, I haven't had a summer in two years. Yeah, so, wow. Uh, yeah, that's uh, what Dawn said. She said she loved it over there, but it is cold. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And it's um, it's super important to keep moving as well with your back. Like always move, keep active. Yeah. So to hear you were in a steel brace. Mm. That's uh, counterintuitive, but I guess yours, if it was such a big impact, you wouldn't want to give it time to recover. But man, six weeks being stuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like being a ruckman yeah, playing yeah, footy. Yeah, it was, it was better than just stealing, staring at the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, and back then, I probably had a really good surgeon 
Um, and I didn't have, I didn't finish up having surgery back then. Wow. It was, they were talking about taking the bone out and putting a cow's bone in. Oh my god! Oh, my god. I, I was, oh lucky you get them for free down at the abattoir. <laughs> <laughs> you got the premium. Here's one we prepared earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And look, I'd seen you know close to twenty doctors in my time, from neurosurgeons to everything from you know nerve damage and yeah, and what have you. And, and I still remember my surgeon saying, "Hey." This is not like an ankle or a knee. Yeah. You have back surgery, and I've never known one person just to have one surgery. Mm. It's always well, a follow-up uh, one. the same with that. Follow-up yeah. one. Mm. And I said, well, well, let's try and fix this as best I can. And, and uh, it was more so of make sure you're in good condition and looking after it and yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. That's great advice for people listening as well. Avoid surgery at all. My surgeon was like, yeah, you'll be playing footy in 12 weeks. Yeah. So being 20 and 21 and invincible, I'm like, sick. Four weeks later, I'm walking, I'm sinking piss at the pub or yeah, Sunday yeah. sessions and like, yeah. then it, yeah, all downhill from there. <laughs> but that's my, that's me. More on to you. So yeah. like. So what was the move? Like, yeah, what, like one, why basketball? Was that something you were interested in at that time? And then coaching, like, I guess that was your only way to keep involved in sport. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basketball was pretty big in my family. We were at Warnable and Warnable used to have this great big tournament uh, called the Warnable Seaside Carnival where all the national teams had come from Melbourne and back then there was four teams in the league. It was just starting up yep. and all the best teams from Adelaide had come over. So everyone had come down to Warnable for the long weekend, Australia Day long weekend. It was... You know, you're seeing Andrew Gaze there. You're seeing all the new imports there. You're seeing, you know, um, just icons of basketball. And uh, my family played basketball, was involved. And, um, yeah, it was always a ball in the hand. Football, so, played football. So you grew thing. up in Warrnambool? Grew up in Warrnambool, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty pretty lucky then. Mm. Yeah. That basketball coming to you. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, and my brothers played. You know, they played for state, yeah. uh, for Victoria. So it was always around around the sport and back then it wasn't you couldn't get a job mm. you know this is 88 when i had the accident the, the, having a full-time basketball coach job that was unheard of back yeah, then right. yeah um it was something that i was passionate about and yeah. um and to get me you know involved it helped i started coaching kids juniors a coach for anywhere from under 10s under 12s boys and girls yeah and then a couple of years later they were starting up a women's state team yeah um warnable so uh, I put my hand up to coach that at, at 1990. Mm-hmm. So I was 20, you know, 21 years old, started yeah. in the coaching. And, you know, and, and just progressed from there. It's something I love doing. And What yeah. was the skill difference that you saw back then between women's and men's? Was it pretty similar? Because I feel like women's basketball, men's basketball, the gap's a bit closer, similar to soccer. Nothing like women's footy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, I guess that maybe... Just because it's so much later... Was there a bigger gap that you helped made massive inroads in, or was it fairly similar at the at the skill level at the top? I say that the women coaching the women they're probably more disciplined on the court than guys were. You know, <laughs> the guys want to do their individual stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, but the women are really the team is is important, and I was very lucky to have some great players. And you know, we went on to win the championship the first year, and that nice. kind of fed on itself from there. It was um, yeah, I enjoyed the couple of years, but you also also you know, wanted to take that next step to get to the, the men's yeah. uh, mm. coaching. Well, it's good that you're not too proud to just go, nah, I'm coaching men only straight away. You started with your kids and the women's league, won some almost like proving your worth there, won some championships. 
then moved on. Where was your next one? Did you have to move to America then to get the, your next job? Is that what I read, or was there somewhere here? So I coached the girls for two years, yeah. and then I went over and coached the men's team. So yeah. from the Warnable Mermaids to the Warnable Seahawks. Uh-huh. So the I Mermaids, was, that's a great name. For yeah. <laughs> Actually, when they all started up, my, I've said this before, my mother came up with the name. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, there you go. This was, my mother was, was um, pretty involved with basketball. She's a life member at Warnable um, Association, and... Uh, they'll come up with different names like Lady Seahawks and I remember coming home one day and she said, why would you bloody want your team to be named after <laughs> these guys? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. After these men. They're yeah, yeah. And Start I said, your own, right. yeah. Yeah, 100%. So I gave them their own identity, um, So which they have it today, which is fantastic. Yeah, wow, that's so cool. I feel yeah. like they should be doing that with the women's footy as well. Instead so of North Melbourne Roos, it should be, you know, yeah, the I, North oh Melbourne yeah. Boomers, whatever. Yeah. Give Iron your own. Wooden. And identity. then it would help when I'm reading the AFL app and it says, Star St. Kilda midfielder out. <laughs> and I click on it. It's not the women's foot. It yeah. was different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It frustrates okay. the hell out of me. Yeah. Um, right, so you got into the men's and then you had success there? Yeah, we went, we uh, lost the grand final. That was, I made a huge coaching mistake. That with the whole through the year, we only lost one game. Oh, yeah. standard. So, yeah, yeah. And it was just a rookie, um, just... Made bad choices and we finished up losing the grand final at home, which was a pretty big dent mm. yeah. uh, in the ego then, I suppose. And then I coached the next year and we made like the semifinals. Yeah. Um, and then it was it was kind of a life change at that moment. It was four years been coaching, so now I'm only 23, 24. Mm. And I really, since the accident, I kind of grew up fast from 18 you know, to 23, you kind of miss those years because it was such a – well, it wasn't a, a senior position, but it was still – A lot of pressure. Could, I couldn't get time. down the pub and get, yeah. you know, yeah. have fun. And it was – you have a responsibility and kind of lost that. So I did the old Aussie thing, put the backpack on. Nice. <laughs> went for uh, six months and stayed three years overseas. Wow. Yeah, you put so the backpack on or the hand luggage with your back? <laughs> 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 now the shoulders are strong. <laughs> shoulders again? Yeah, yeah right. What, what so. was the coaching error by, just to dig up old trauma? Yeah, well... What was the big move that came, you regret? Well, going, we're up in the last quarter and the other team got hot from the little guard started shooting three and I took our point guard off. And I went more defensive, right, and uh. to try and stop him. But also, our point guard was our best scorer. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, okay. I remember at the end of the game, then I'm looking down, saying, "Shit, he's on the bench. What the hell are <laughs> yeah, you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's too late now. It's like I just got caught up in the game and yeah, right. a bit, a little bit of uh, inexperience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm going to touch on your style then versus your style now as well because it'd be interesting to see your progression and change as a coach. Mm. Um, but you've started backpacking through America, looking for a job or just to go sink piss. I uh, just have fun. Wow. Yeah, ah, yeah. I, I brought around the world ticket. And oh, great! Yeah, yeah, so I did one of those. You do you go to London? You get a work visa. Yeah, and then I was over there. Went to came back through uh, Africa, which was pretty rough back then. Yeah, um, and then I was in South Africa. It was the choice either to come back home. Uh, you know, a year old almost come up, and yep. I was like, "Well, yeah." You know, I rang up uh, some family members, and they said, "What are you coming home to?" I said, "Oh." Yeah, no, so you the mermaids, girl. baby. <laughs> said, you got a girl, you got a job. I said, no, no. I said, keep going. Yeah. So I said, awesome. okay. So I went back to London and you know, did Europe, uh, went to the Middle East, went to the... Um, I don't want to gloss over these. Where was your favourite spot between that first year of travelling? I did the exact same thing when yeah. I was 18. I went for three months and I went back when I finished uni for a good nine months. I ended up in Vancouver finishing up, but... 
where was your favourite um, spot? Because as a young person that had never travelled, like it must have been a, a massive eye opener, especially like with less internet and saturation of social media back well, then. That's funny because you meet people on the backpack and yeah. you have to put the note on the notice board. Yes, you know, <laughs> yeah. You come into a new city, he said, "Oh yeah." Bill was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to yeah. catch up. <laughs> yeah. So I used to do that at London. I used to put up there, John, I'm going down to the pub for happy hour. And yeah. Then all of a sudden about 10 people from the uh, from the hostel yeah. were down there having a beer with I'm so. John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John. That's yeah, great. So was, yeah. yeah. Yep, Where did you stay in London? Part. I stayed at the Generator when I was like, that was the year 2004, yeah, I think. Okay. Chelsea Hotel and Earl's Chelsea Court. Hotel. Yeah, right. <laughs> he remembers. Right. Yeah. Wow. Good time. Backpacking's great because you meet so many like-minded people and you're all there for the same reason. Which right. is well, I think it helps you grow as a person and yeah. it helps you like mature. Well, yeah. Just independence. Re- that whole cliche of finding out who you are yeah, and like yeah. you don't want to go straight out of school into uni and into a job that you're going to be stuck in for the rest of your life. Right. If you have that traveling, you yeah. sort of at least learn a few things about yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I keep on saying that to my wife. We've got two kids. Said as soon as they turn twenty one, mm-hmm. we give them a ticket around the world. That's and awesome. Let yep. them go. And yeah, she said they can do it, but I'm going to go with. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what every twenty one year old wants. Yeah. Mum coming to ministry of sound with them. <laughs> oh oh yeah. So did you did you, where did you like the best between London and South Africa? There's got to yeah. be a couple of favourite spots. Oh look, I love I love Africa, South Africa. Yeah, it right. Was, um, I had some good friends down there, down to Cape Town. It was a beautiful place, and and just doing a safari. Seeing these animals awesome. that just you know are just cruising, yeah. you, you feel so insignificant in the world when you yeah. when you yeah. see the animals in the wild. And I always said I could live in uh, South America and Peru. I love Peru. Wicked. Yeah, oh wow, it was, it was really good. Is that um, uh, I want to go there and do ayahuasca? Yeah, that's where the ayahuasca. ayahuasca but is. what's the um? Is it the Inca Trail? Is that uh, Machu Picchu? Machu Picchu. Yeah. Did, you, did yeah. you get to do all that? Yeah, it was funny. We, we trekked for four days, and y- you got your backpack, and you got all the tents and all that with uh, your porters. Yeah, and they they just <laughs> straight up, there. straight up. Yeah. And you know, you go and pass is four thousand two hundred. I remember I talked to someone on the journey and said, "Whatever you do, get up early at dark time and get on the road and get here the first thing." Yeah. So I made sure I got up early, still dark, and started walking. And there was a couple of other mates come with me, and we just got there. And it was just perfect. The yeah. sun had come out, Sick. and just to see it was. Picture postcard. Wow! Yeah. Back then, you had to have the cameras. Of yeah, the, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost a Kodak and it, get it get it done. Is it almost one of those? Yeah, the Kodak moments. Yeah. it's just one of those times where you almost. I don't want to take a photo. I'm just going to sit yeah, here and, and experience it. Back then, it was just to chill. That's what I tried to do at every place of going mm. to Rome and just you know just visualizing what it was back then, the history and yeah, it was funny doing that in Inca. And then our our group. Ten others came about half an hour, forty-five minutes late. By that time, the clouds had come in, uh, and they missed they missed the view. So it was, and I didn't know if you got the picture, yeah, until you go and get developed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the next yeah. day, but got it and and shared it around. It was brilliant. So who um who gave you the tip? Someone on the notice board, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trev, leave it on, yeah. <laughs> head your way up. Yeah, no, it's just uh, that's the best part. The because I went by myself, yeah. uh, you were forced to meet people. Yes, yes. and that's yeah. um, every know, time you, I've travelled has been by myself. Yeah, and it's and kind of scary sometimes. Oh, and you yeah. get lonely that you can't, you know, some great you can't share yeah. back with with some of the events that you have. But it's, it's yeah, that's but it's one of the best things. It's it yeah. forces you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's, that was my experience. Is not being able to share it when you get back home. People go, oh. "How was your trip?" You're like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't like, like oh, I remember when yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah I, I, well, I've, I've only done it once uh, for two weeks. 
right. I went through Europe. I went um, for my brother's wedding. I was with him for a day, but I, um, yeah, went from Germany. Did your mum come with you? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just went from Germany down to Budapest um, all the way. Nice. Or yeah. actually uh, from Amsterdam down to Budapest. And it was great, like on trains. But yeah, it is yeah. one of those. Yeah. You, it's great. But you're a little you bit... You really want to share. Yeah, you yeah. want... Well, you do meet people on the way that yeah, you yeah. share with, but then... I had some great times, yeah, but yeah. I, I I was having such a good time. I don't. I didn't really connect. I didn't get right. numbers or anything like that. Well, especially with no social media, you can't... Yeah. Well, you had no them. choice nah. then. Yeah, yeah. no. Nah. It was, you know, put the notice board notice on the board yep. at the yep. next hostel, and you don't even know if they stay in there, but it was... Did yep. you get, like... Did you jump in r- random trips and rides as well with people between cities? Oh, yeah, I got some crazy ones there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I hitchhiked in South Africa, which is probably not the best thing to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, right. No, no not I, at all. <laughs> I wanted to get down to Cape Town New Year's Eve, and I couldn't get a plane or a train, and and made my so well, you can hitchhike. And so I've got I, this cow. He finished up giving me a police baton. You know, a South African police baton and said, put that in your backpack. If you're going to use it, use it hard. <laughs> Don't hit him in the head because you'll kill him. Yeah, right. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of seedy moments here. We got down there at 7 o'clock. Um, New Year's Eve. Eve. It nice. Was, it was a great party. And, awesome. Um, yeah, another one, uh, This is, I was in, um, in Guatemala. Yeah, So okay. we came down to Mexico, Guatemala. Yeah. And my idea was going to Rio for carnival. Yeah, cool. But I didn't realise. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise you could. It's hard to travel. You know, you travel two hundred kilometres. That's a full day. Yeah, not two hours like no. we're used to. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a long way. So we kind of got uh, stuck in Guatemala, and I'm trying to get to uh, Colombia to get down to to Rio. Yeah, and the planes were like five hundred dollars. It was like that's yeah. way too much back then. Yeah. So. There was a group of us, about six of us, went down to the um, airport back then and talked to the pilot in the cargo plane. So we jumped on the cargo plane that was flying from Guatemala, stopped in a... Um, Airfield in Colombia, picked up a package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did stop in the Bahamas and then finished up in Colombia. Unbelievable. But, and we're sitting there and it's, they tell us it was frozen fish. <laughs> <laughs> the cabin was open. Yeah, the pilot came out halfway through and gave us some biscuits, like some uh, <laughs> some Guatemalan tin tams. <laughs> and, yeah. and we just sit there. There was no seats, no nothing. It was just sitting on the boxes. And I'm thinking, if this plane goes down, Oh There's yeah, you got n- you're no done. one knows yeah. where you are or where you're going to be. I'll just be missing. Yeah, so but those are the experiences that yeah. are like they're the stories. Yeah, they're a bit dicey at the time. You're a bit nervous. Yeah, and yeah, some. But when you're young <laughs> as well, you're just like whatever. Yeah, Let's yeah. just jump on, roll with yeah. it. Frozen yeah. fish. I think that's where cocaine caviar brand <laughs> <laughs> the brand came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. awesome. Yeah. So, how was? Did you get to Rio? I did, but not in time for not Rio. Time. Uh, I was only got to Colombia, and it was that time. And yeah, because um, okay. Rio's quite dangerous. Hey, yeah, it so. is. If you're on the wrong side of town, then yeah. I was back there a few years ago for the Olympics. Olympics, yeah, because oh, yeah. you were assistant is, coach yeah, for the Boomers that year. Yeah, hey? yeah. it was. Uh, I was trying to think about where I was, and um, it wasn't far from the beach, but yeah, that was a little um, bit changed. A little bit changed, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. So we've hit the travel. <laughs> I, like, I like that. I love hearing people's yeah. travel journeys. And, you know, obviously before you've got um, status as like a, a NBL coach or a NBA coach, yeah, you can you're just around. a bloke that travelled and yeah. everyone's got cool yeah. stories like that. Like I never would have got to that. Well, um, but you end up, yeah, obviously ended up in the US. No, yeah. I came back home. Uh, oh. My best mate was getting married. 
Right. Yeah, okay. I, I flew back home. I thought after three years, it's, yep. it's probably time. Uh, so you stayed in Africa, and then you said you went to the Middle East. So that pushed out to like back three to years. London, and then yeah. um, back home a couple of weeks in Bali. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where and never heard home. of it. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> yeah. No one's there. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, he got married, and I thought, well, you know, got to pull your finger out now. He's getting twenty-seven. Kind of yeah. age. It's what are you doing? So That's I thought right. I'll uh, I'll go back to school. So I went to Queensland. My brother lives in the Gold Coast. I live with him, and I went back to to do uh, uni for a year. Um, and then it really it was a really turning point because there was a, after I did one year, there was a job going as a state league coach and cool. um, of Brisbane, and I thought I'll put in. And then emails are just starting to come out these days. You know, yeah. just around that area. Late nineties or mid nineties, late nineties for me, and it was getting my resume up to date. And I remember it was like Thursday night, and I'm just if I posted Friday, it's not going to get there. Yeah. When they close on Monday. Yeah. So I said, all right, I'm going to do for it. I didn't know if I was going to go for it or not. If I was going to, you know, do something else for my career, and I thought oh, I'll go for it. So I put the, I jumped in the car and drove from the Gold Coast to Brisbane and hand delivered. How the far resume. is that? For it's an hour, hour yeah, one way, yep. so two hours both ways. Just to hand deliver it, they got it. Wow! And then it got back, and then later on that week, I got um, a call and said, "Trevor, we want to interview for the job." I said, "Oh yeah, you beauty." Yeah. So went in there, had a really good interview, and uh, Brian Curl was in there, and Steve McLeod, and they were both a coach, assistant coach of the Brisbane Bullets. So that was on the Wednesday. On the Friday, they rang me back and said, Trevor, we've got some good news, bad news. Um, you missed out on the head coaching job of the state league team. And I thought, oh, shit. Well, what's the good news? <laughs> yeah, then? yeah. And I said, well, the Brisbane Bullets want to interview you for wow. a, a development spot. Wow. So I went back up there the next week and, and Brian Curl, you know, Curl, he's an icon in Australian basketball. He's won four championships with St Kilda and Brisbane. and um, So he hired me as a development coach uh, would I go out to the schools, take the players, and just do that? And yep. It was eighteen thousand, and I got to drive a Mitsubishi car because it was sponsored by the league. It's better than uni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I I jumped in that, and that was my first taste of professional basketball. Yeah. Wow. On your CV, we like I got heaps of experience with bullets. I was in America one time, <laughs> and this guy wanted a flu shot. <laughs> <laughs> so Brisbane bullets are the perfect fit. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, it was kind of ironic that it happened. If I didn't go and put the resume in, mm-hmm. I mightn't have got the interview, wouldn't have got the job. And who was and in the so competition good. at that time? That you said there was only four, but that was a little, probably a little bit earlier. What? How many were in the time then? What in in the in the NBL? I, was it called NBL then, back then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It started in seventy uh, nine. Yeah. So. Um, were the Wildcats one of the original? 82 they came in. Okay. Yeah, there was only four in Melbourne, sorry. Yeah. yeah. There was, the, okay. the National League was just starting to get up and running. Yeah, okay, and There was cool. four in Melbourne, one in Geelong. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's where Cal Bruton started. Yep. From, um, over there. But yeah, I think there was 12 teams okay. yeah, when I started with the Bullets around that time. Um, and what, like, uh, Adel- uh, most of them? Uh, some weird named teams as well. Yeah, I remember I did a quiz and there was some really strange... Names of of the original NBL. Teams. Yeah, well, even um, even now, like, what was the what's the um Tasmanian, Jack Jumpers? The Jack Jumpers, Jack, like, yeah, I like it. That, I mean, I got all the way f- a fairy tale first yeah, season, yeah, yeah. like yeah. two hundred fifty to one to one. A few weeks out, yeah. what? Yeah, 
They needed to win and have, uh, I think, Wildcats lose and someone else lose for even yeah, to, to just to make happen. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. What was the big jump from, um, I guess, well, not amateur, but like state league to um, to NBL? Was mm. there much of a jump back then or was it? Yeah, it, w- it was, you know, it was, we were pretty good that first year. It was Leroy Loggins. No, I, remember I remember him. I had yeah. his card. I was rebounding <laughs> for him, you know, after practice every day. Another guy, Steve Woodbury. CJ Bruton was playing. Yeah. We had a pretty good, mm. you know, pretty good team. We yeah. went to, we finished in the semi-finals. So that was just, uh, I just wanted to get experience, you yeah. know, mm. and rebounding and watching and seeing how it reacts. Would I have, what would I do? You know, all that that um, that goes involved to that. So yeah, it was it was a great experience and first foot in the door, I guess. Yeah. Mm. So then um, after that, was it? You went and, and just tried out in America with as many different um, summer camps that you could or something? Yeah. And then was that the next step? Well, first off, we got fired in Brisbane. That's right. The whole team. The whole team. Everyone. Yeah. Whole team. Oh, really? Got, yeah. Is that well, unprecedented? It changed ownership. And, right. Um, the last year, the guy came in, Eddie Groves, that used to own ABC childcare centres. Okay. That built that up and then went bust. He owed millions after that. But yeah. Uh, he kind of came in and changed everything up, and we didn't make the playoffs. So, and there was a bit of internal stuff going on. Yeah. So we cleared all the coaching staff out, and I was more so a bit of furniture than um, the instigator of that. And I, look, and I tried to get a job in Australia coaching basketball. I, yeah. I couldn't. It was something I loved, something I was passionate about. Yeah. Was that because everyone was tainted from being fired on mass? Or no, is it, it just, was just just positions, just yeah. not yeah. enough teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried to get jobs with Australian basketball and. I remember talking to this one coach. He said, why don't you go to America and just work the summer camps? And I said, oh, Ali, it's not mm. a bad idea. Yeah. So I'm good at travelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I, I jumped on the plane, went to LA, didn't know anybody, uh, finished up. There was a mate. A mate was there that I backpacked in Israel. No for. way. Yeah. So I finished <laughs> up. For uh, basketball or nah, just living there? Just living there. That's I finished the up best. camping on his couch for a couple of weeks. Oh, um, that's great. So good. You know, it was, it was really good that um, – yeah, just worked the camps, and one of the camps I was working with, there was a guy called Bob Thornton. Bob was the next NBA player, and he wanted to start his coaching career, and he said there's another camp going up, so I kind of went with him to two or three different camps and, and worked, and over in America, they're um, they're good at telling you how good they are before they actually do stuff, and right. I, I was probably really intimidated at the start, and I can't match your stories, you know. I haven't worked at Michael Jordan camp back yeah. then, or yeah. I haven't been to that. I worked this camp, and I, I just thought, okay, well, I, I can't match that. I'll, I'll just get in there and outwork you. Yeah. So I was first one on the court, ready to shoot with kids coming in, and the day had finished, everyone had go, and I'll be still out there. The guys that want to improve and work them out on the court, and said, so, well, that's such a player mentality. I love that as yeah. a coach. <coughs> yeah, it was just like, yeah. well, let's get it done, and um, I, I wasn't really asking everybody for a job it was just to see what happened and then bob finished up getting the job uh, head coaching uh, job and he rang me up he said trevor i've got a head coaching job will you come and be my assistant i said yeah yeah no worries that's Beauty. amazing yeah i said where the hell are the, you the bob said, job yeah yeah <laughs> he said i'm in quad city and i said where the hell is yeah, that yeah the same thing so it's in the middle of illinois and iowa Right, right on the border there. Obviously, four cities yeah. yep. into one. So, yeah, I went there to experience the, the professional life, the, 
of the CBA. Is, is Iowa the country, like, is that, like, all corn and stuff, or is that Idaho, or... Iowa, yeah, like you're pretty much you're getting around that area. Yeah, okay. South Dakota, it's all like dancing Fuck. with the wolves area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, who, who was the team that he got? Quad City Thunder. It was called Quad City Thunder. Yeah. Wow. Far out. I don't so know. And back then I didn't have a work visa yet, so it was kind of cashy job. Yeah, right. Alle- allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fixed now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah cool. okay, so the Quad cool. City Thunder, and they're like, what, is that like a state league? Is that a, like... Well, that's a one level below the NBA. Okay. So the equivalent now is the G League. Cool. So okay. it was uh, guys trying to get back into the NBA. Maybe they've been overseas, got cut, or maybe an injury. They're trying to get back yeah. up. So, so everyone's trying to get to the NBA. Yeah. So all NBL players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a little bit better. Just a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And um, so you what when you when you're assistant to him, right? So he oversees offense and defense. Did you have a preference of your specialty? Did he give you, all right, you're going to do our offense? Did he give you defense? Or did he just want your opinion on things? Because that's an yeah, aspect it was that I just, don't know much about. Yeah, it was just, you, you pretty much do, you're a gopher. You yeah. do everything. Yeah. You, know, you you cover all bases. And we didn't have a big staff yeah. at that stage. So it wasn't really be specific on offense or defense and lock in. It was it was more we what team you had. Yep. So we would have Idaho team, we would have, you know, a, a Sioux Falls team. and yeah. So wh- whoever's team that was your scout, yes. um, that, that's more it's... Um, so almost like opposition research. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. And you just said I was trying to figure out how to pronounce it because I was reading it. Sioux Falls. Yeah, Sioux Falls. S-I-O-U-X. Yeah. yeah. French? Some sort of... that Maybe in Canada, yeah. but no, Sioux is uh, Indians. Ah, gotcha. Right, yeah. Okay, it's Sioux Falls. Yeah, Sioux Falls Flames or something. Uh, Sky Force. Sky Force. Yeah. Right. Does that have something to do with where you met your wife? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that you. So this is all. I reckon for a reason. You've yeah. driven yeah. and held a letter. There in, are no coincidences. Yeah. Then from there, you've lost your job. You had to go to America. Yep. But you've made a mate that you've travelled with. Yep. Sending frozen fish to Colombia, probably. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And then you've, you've worked your ass off and your mate Bob has, has got you on his assistant and now you meet who is still your current wife. Yeah, there's a couple that? more connect. connect. Yes. All right, cool. And Let's get that. I love that. So, so the CBA folded. Um, that's a different story. But uh, Bob was assistant coach to Paul Woolpert and Bob went to another head coaching job with the uh, NBA. It was back then called awesome. the D-League. Yeah. Um, and then Paul was looking for an assistant, so I got a job with Paul. And I was, Paul had the job in Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. So that's where yeah, I went okay. to be assistant coach with Paul. He finished up <laughs> coming over here to coach. Uh, I brought him over here a couple of times awesome. to coach. So, yeah, it was funny that um, how I met Dawn, it was it was a quick story that uh, one of the games that we were up at halftime, we got beaten in overtime. And. My assistant said, oh, shit, let's go for a beer. So we went to the beer at the local dive, yeah. you know, the crowbar. Yeah. And um, so we just go in there. Dawn was there waiting for a beer at the same time. So I just said, ladies first. And she went and got her a drink, came back. We started talking, swapped business cards. And 
Business cards. Yeah. That's what he calls his tongue. But that was, uh, and I, you know, use a line on, on the coach of the. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know? and oh, she mate, said, you're Australian. You didn't even yeah. do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, she said, oh, yeah, I went to the game at halftime. It was boring, <laughs> so I left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because yeah. you didn't see, did you, you lost that game, right? Yeah, yeah. I lost the game. Yeah, so right? yeah, no, it was great. We were pumping. <laughs> I'm a great coach. Yeah, yeah. How far ahead we were? Yeah. <laughs> don't don't look it up on the on, <laughs> yeah. on the poster board. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I guess uh, that was obviously a, a good connection because she's followed you everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I dragged her along everywhere. It was, um, you know, it was. So I finished up being the head coach there in two thousand four. I think two thousand three. Um, yeah, kind of a little bit of a break there because I was assistant coach at Sioux Falls. Yeah, and then the next year, uh, Paul that was the head coach, went to the Philippines. So I went for the head coaching job, didn't get it. They gave it to a guy, Stacey King, that used to coach uh, – sorry, used to play with Jordan in the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty hard to – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to beat. And that's, so, just, that's on your resume. I know Jordan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your CV? Oh, no. A whole squad got sacked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, – so he got fired towards the end of the season. It was yeah. about 15 games to go and um, the – the owner rang me up and said, Trevor, are you interested in taking over the head coaching job of Sioux Falls? I said, yeah, without a question. Yeah. So I flew over and we had 15, they were 8 and 24, and at 15 games he said, this is your interview. If you do well, we'll talk about next year. Yeah. Uh, so we finished up going 7 and 8, which, yeah. was, which was pretty good with the same squad. And so I coached the next year, uh, and that's when I met Dawn, mm. um, 2003-2004, we missed the playoffs by one game. Oh, yeah, so wow. next day I go and see the owner and say, Trev, you didn't make the playoffs, you're fired. What? That's what I said. <laughs> the year before you were last, I brought you from last to one game for the playoffs. I said, in my business, you've got to make the playoffs. What so, the f- <sighs> That's so stupid. Yeah. That is so stupid. You're building something. and Yeah. yeah. And that was just, that's just the tough life of, you know, professional sport. And, mm. and was that the first time you'd had full control over a team at that highest level? Yeah. That's probably the highest level it yeah. was at that point. Yeah, and looking back now, I was probably having a hard time back you, to recruit. My, yeah. I could. I was an Aussie yeah. in America, yeah. and then they're trying to get to the NBA. The players are trying to get the NBA. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to play under an Aussie guy that's got no contacts in yeah. the NBA? So it was, um, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty hard. So I was usually getting young kids just out of school yeah. or old vets that have been around the block, mm. you know, for yeah. 10 years trying to get a – a rebirth, so... But I guess it was vindication that whatever you had in your head was beginning to work. Whatever your game plan was or your style. Yeah, it was... It was almost like my blueprint's starting to take shape here. Yeah, and you, you get that philosophy keeps on building and develops over the years, so it was probably getting more stable and great foundations. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so... Did, and, and so how long, where, where do you go from there? Like, you've just lost your job. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, it was just, again, trying to get another job. It was just being in that waiting pattern. And then I finished up, there was a job in South Korea. Yeah, I've seen yeah. this. And with, I was wow. like, with Samsung. And, um, that's, a, that's a place? That's a team? Or in was Seoul. It? Yeah. Samsung sponsored by Samsung. So, they so over, over there, all the companies own the sporting Wow, things. yeah, okay. So really? They'll, they'll have the baseball, so soccer... With yeah, it's big and all, you know, from LG 
from the phone companies we from KCC. Got the local derby, Nokia versus Samsung. Oh my god, one hundred percent. They're running the, they're that. running the and snake offensive. Everything <laughs> sports. I think Samsung back then had twenty two different sports, from badminton, table tennis, to chess, to computer wow. games, to you know wow. football, baseball, basketball. It was it was. Pretty yeah. big. So, business. what role did you get there? Head head coach? Or? Yeah, no, they kept a Korean coach. Yep. So I would come in and basically do everything as a head coach, but on game day, yeah, okay. Would coach. Okay, real yeah. quick there, because so many, so yeah. many questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so many, <laughs> so many questions on that. Um, first part is having no stability in your job. Mm. What kind of toll did that take on your mental health? And just, I'll be feeling so fucking anxious, like. I don't know where my next job's come from. It's kind of the position I'm in now. Yeah. With oh, the anxiety of with not comedy knowing. And winning, but I feel good. I know that it's going to come. Did you just have a knowing that you would get something? Or every time you'd lose a job, you started to panic? What was your mindset? I wasn't really panic. It was. I, I think there was an inter-belief in yourself that, mm. you know, was, keep working, you're going to get an opportunity. Yeah. Such and a good mindset. Yeah, and it wasn't... Um, I think, you know, some great advice along the way that I... I I've taken many times because I've been fired a few times yeah. from, from the gig. And um, the coach told me one time, he said, the day that you start worrying about your job is the day you're not doing your job. That's a great piece of advice. So that was, that was, that's been with me for a long time. So mm. those stuff that you're going to get fired or something's going to happen next year is totally outside your control. Yeah. What I can control is getting a, a group of 10 guys playing team basketball, playing the right way, sharing it. And if that takes care of it, we're okay. That's mm -hmm. great. Yeah. And uh, I guess now you've got a new missus, you can always crush at her, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got fired from That's Sioux Falls. I don't know where does it live, so I finished up living at, with Dawn. Yeah, at, uh, lucky you kept the business apartment. card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Right, so you've gone to um, South Korea. Language barrier. Yeah. Is there one? Or oh, yeah. Are they all just oh. English play or NBA players? players or who have you got in your team uh, there's two imports two americans and yeah. all the rest are korean and probably a squad of 15 or 16 but there <sighs> wow. uh, was one thing with, with uh, the koreans um they're so literal but yeah. what you t you tell them I'll, i would say to a guy come down hit him you know hit. oh and he said hit him i can't hit him yeah and i said not hit him just <laughs> pump into him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Or playing defense, getting the wide stance, and get your ass on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and they're stopping, they're staring at you. Ass on the ground, coach. Want me to sit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, That's but, yeah, awesome. they're very, very literal. They're, they're a great bunch. The coach. Yeah. So how long did that last? Was it a tough gig, or it was? Yeah, you're meeting all the time. Yeah. It was, it, we, we stayed in dorms. The, it was like a, a dorm and tap on your door at 11 o'clock at night. Coach wants to meet. Jeez, oh, Mary and Joseph. You what? Know? But, yeah, it was like, then you go in there for an hour, then he brings out the bottle of whiskey and wants to get on. <laughs> <laughs> so the meeting is just yeah. guys for, yeah. let's get this. And it's like a two-minute conversation takes you 10 minutes because you have an interpreter. Yeah. And the interpreter obviously takes it and then transfer, then transfer it back and comes yeah. back. So yeah. the, uh, there's a lot... It's like the original oh. Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the um, what what's your philosophy on player relationships then? Because I guess that affects building players with your relationships without an interpreter. And I've always liked as a as a player in amateur sport, any kind of sport, I like knowing where I stand with the coach and having being able to approach. Did that affect um, your like strategy, your game plan, or was it more just like we're here to play basketball? 
Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, and actually before you asked about your coaching philosophy when I started, yeah, to, you know, when I started, it was back then it was the coach would say jump and you say how high, yeah, you know, and that you, you can't say jump number one, yeah, because they turn you say, Well, what's in it for me, yeah, you know, why, what's yeah. in it for me, and so over the years, and it probably started that way as well, the relationships weren't great, yeah, it was more I'm the coach, you're the player, this is what it is. And just being, uh, you know, the whole coaching philosophy has changed big time the last 20 years. Mm. So now it's the feedback. You've got to have those relationships. You've got to have a brilliant relationship with your players and your core players to provide the trust because you're, you're going at a split second, you know, yeah. a split second decision, a split second. We've got to communicate here. Mm. You haven't got five minutes or you got five seconds. Yeah. Okay, you've got to trust me. Now, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to make you better. Yeah. And that's if you haven't got that relationship, you're going to struggle when the pressure comes on. It doesn't matter when you win by 20. Yeah. It's when the pressure situation comes, do you stay what you're doing? And if you haven't got a good relationship and built that trust up, you're going to splinter. And, yeah. and that's when the cream rises to the top. So my relationships with the players has got a lot more important than my philosophy yeah. you know, in the last five, six, seven years, yeah. uh, without a question. Yeah, because there, there, there's usually the one or the other when it comes to coaches. It's either I'm boss, right. you're doing what I say, or the one that works on relationships. I'm seeing it pretty commonly. I feel like Alistair Clarkson's brought that in pretty heavily through the AFL yeah. and all of his minions that are now coaching everywhere. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I did get to experience that. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With, with uh, Hawthorne. So with Alistair Clarkson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so... Um, I don't know if you want to keep going down that timeline well, or yeah, we'll keep come back to it. Come or? back to it because okay. yeah. that is um, timeline's probably easier. Yeah, we yeah. often just jump around, but this, yeah. <laughs> but this timeline is the nicest timeline. Yeah, it's still going well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a perfect timeline. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, up, you're in in South Korea. Yeah, yeah. South Korea, and, and look, there was a job opening up in Townsville. Mm. So. I flew in, it was towards the end of our season over there, I said there's a head coaching job and they said yes, yeah. so I flew in uh, for the interview, um, thought I did pretty well, the interview flew back and I hadn't heard for a week, I said oh well I missed out and then I got the phone call and they said we're going to offer you the job. Wow. And I said what happened during the week? So oh, well we, we offered tried to, to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> they offered it to someone else? Yeah, and they turned it down. Oh, so, yeah. what, what the f- yeah. So they've gone and interviewed for it. Yeah, they going actually nah. Uh, we're going uh, with another guy, and he said uh, he t- finished up turning them down, and then they offered me the job. Okay. So I was quite happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I've ran into him a couple of times. He's always said I should have taken that. <laughs> <laughs> so how long was Samsung? Just a year? Uh, two. Uh, I finished up there two years. I went to Samsung. The next year, I went back to another team, KCC. Okay. Um, okay. Did they give you an extended warranty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But it was really good in, in Korea. We used to get um, – you, you enjoy this every round. So you play every team. You know, I think it was 56 games back then, and every eight games, that's a round. Okay. And it depends what your record was. Yep. If it was four and four, there was no bonus. But if it was five and three, bonus. If it's six and two, oh. seven and one. Hey, from the honchos? From the hunt show. So yeah. Sunday night, you be just sitting there and you get a knock on the door and, like, yeah. and you go up there and you open the door up, no one's there. 
And then you look down, there's an envelope with cash in it. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the best knock and run of all time. That was great. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Jehovah's no witness. Just <laughs> leaving the cash at the door. That was out. great. US yeah. too. It was really nice. Amazing. Um, and does that lead back to Australia after that? Is yeah. that where you come back to Cairns, was to it? To Townsville. Townsville, Townsville yeah. Crocodiles. Yeah, so. Oh, just um, one, real, one real quick yep. thing. Living in South Korea, what's the biggest difference culturally? Or oh, yeah. were you just in that? Concentration camp with the dorms. Pretty much. <laughs> you had to live together. Oh, just so many people. Yeah, you know, okay. Living in, in Seoul, it was... Um, Seoul Flames? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Seoul Flames. Yeah. Well, that was Thunder too. Yeah. Samsung Thunder. Nice. And, um, yeah, just living people above each other. You don't see, okay. you know, that much grass. You know, the hilltops are, are great fun. Yeah. Um, but it just the condensed people in so many areas. I, look, Looking back, it was great. Yeah. It was really good. Great experience, and um, did Dawn come with you? Then? Yeah, she came over a couple of times. Okay. Know, she was still working in the states back then, so we were still mm-hmm. boyfriend girlfriend. Yep. At that stage, so um, yeah, I dragged over for extended holidays and then go back. And it yep. wasn't until I got the job over here that uh, we said pack up and head over to Townsville. Yeah, nice. It would have helped with your offensive plays as well, getting through so much. <laughs> Congestion. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> We're running the Soul City de- <laughs> offense. There you go. Yeah. So, so Townsville, Townsville. Um, was it the crocodiles? Yeah, Crocodile. but was it the head yeah. uh, head coach? Head was coach. it? Yeah, wow. Okay, and yeah. I guess you've got an extensive CV now. And yeah, well, coach in America, coach in Asia. So now it was was the NBL. So mm. it was. It's uh, almost that sweet juxtaposition where you're in America as an Aussie, and no one wants to to come to your team, but now. As an Aussie coming back that's been in America, right. you've yeah. got that. Oh, I was coaching people and trying to get to the NBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what year was that? So that was 2006, maybe. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah. It's yeah, good. Right. It's such a hard because people just see you as a Perth Wildcats coach that's got, you know, longest running 10 years, five championships, and you fucking miss all this awesome yeah, little backstory. backstory and the little. Like the depth. Samsung, the depth, Delby. Yeah, the, the depth. depth is there. The Quad City, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. all this yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you get to Townsville, you're pumped, you're excited. You, you got a good list or a shit list? What? You yeah, make it was changes? just a, well, they finished second last the year before mm. and, and made some changes and and brought some, um, you know, recruit. We had some young. Well, Brad Newley was um, only played one year in the NBL and he, he was pretty good back then. Yeah. And, um, so it was, yeah, we had a really competitive team. We overachieved. There was no way we should have finished where we did. We yep. finished, I think we finished sixth, mm-hmm. uh, made the finals. That's awesome. Um, and then got beaten. But, yeah, it was um, really good. The, the guys played their hearts out. I, I love coaching them. Yeah. Yep. Is, it, is it just me or was there this sort of gap in, like, popularity with the NBL yes. for a while? Yes. Because I felt like there was this... Ricky Grace, James Crawford sort of era where I've loved it and I watched it all the time on TV. And then I felt like there's this little lull. 100%. 100%. And and just remember that period, Ricky, Vlahov, you know, you got all... But Andrew Gaze. Yeah. You know, that was... He was retired around that area, around 2000, just after 2000. Shane Hill was around then? Yeah, James Crawford. Yeah, Yeah, you're looking some icons, some absolutely icon players mm. in that four-year period yeah. mm. had left the game. Mm. So there was a lull, and that's probably when I started yeah. coming up coaching and, and probably been through that journey and yep. uh, for the last 15 years. And yeah. then it feels just over the last 10 or maybe 
eight, than eight nine yeah. years. It's just really just built, and now it's become this. Uh, We're getting more quality players come through as yeah, well from it's, from overseas. You go to the uh, you go to RAC and it's just packed house yeah. every night, and it's become like I've gone to NBA games over. I've gone to Madison Square Garden and. Uh, Obviously, Perth, Perth Arena. But the thing, so the thing is, like, they're <laughs> well, Madison, it's Madison old, Square, yeah. 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 But Madison, it's iconic, but old. I mean, the 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 Houston, Houston one, uh, Houston Rockets, and a few of them. And the feeling inside RAC Arena, obviously, there's talent difference and stuff. But the feeling of entertainment and the whatever the setup is there is just well, because it's closer. Yeah, it's similar. There's a better. It's very much a, South right. Korea vibes. It's very. It's very. <laughs> um, it's very NBA feel at RAC Arena. I don't yeah. know what it's like at the other ones. I haven't been, but it has that that good feel. The, the music, everyone's yeah, pumped. Everyone's wearing their gear. The Wildcats do a fantastic job. And I remember um, many years ago when I started here, it was they said we want their entertainment to start when they get off the train. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to the end of the game, they get back on. And the that's train. exactly how it feels. Well, exactly have you ever heard? Welcome to RAC <laughs> Arena. Cam McLaren. That's Cam McLaren, <laughs> local Perth comedian. He, <laughs> they didn't record his voice. He had to do it live. What? Why wouldn't they? Re- they would have saved them so much money. I think they recorded <laughs> it now. Welcome to RSA Arena. Stow your pags over here. If you have anything heavy, he'd have to say that over and over and over. Was it Matt Stora the other one? Yeah. I think Matt Stora would do it as yeah. well. So Matt Stora and, and Cam, Cam McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so what did you find in terms of uh, a full-time wage? Um, was it doable for Townsville back then? It was pretty, pretty mm. decent compared to... Um, yeah, what were you earning? <laughs> no, no, but I mean like, because if I think of footy coaches, I'm yeah. like, they're on massive amounts. And then you think NBL coaches, mm. pretty safe, like comfortable living, difficult. Yeah, look, so back then it wasn't great because mm. you were a rookie coach. So you're mm. coming in a, probably mm. in the bottom of the pay scale yeah. compared to a Gorgian or, a, yeah. you know. Someone that's been around. So just one mil instead of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, you can take the zero <laughs> off it straight away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's uh, mind-boggling the money in America. Yeah. And mm. we're, we're nowhere near that because of TV rights. And even uh, the yeah. basketball's got bigger. Yeah. It, it's still not comparable yeah, yeah. with uh, the money that way. But look, that was a, it was a good living. I was young. We, yep. were, we were just started uh, dating. Yep. Um before a family come around, so doing what you love, I guess. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't coach. I've never coached a team for money. Yeah, yeah. Of I course probably not. did yeah. go to Samsung because it was it was good money, but yeah. it was always a job. Yeah. Um. I always thought the money would take care of itself. Yeah. Mm. Later on, obviously, that's, you want to be hard dance philosophy. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Look, I, I'm. I've been coaching for I don't even know how many years it is, but. I've, I can wake up and say, honestly, I, I don't swear five times that I've got to go to work. Yeah. You know, it's maybe swear once because I've got to go or yeah. or I jump out and ready to go. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that's always been a passion of mine mm. and I started this passion journey before there was even jobs. Yeah, that's so great. It was more so getting a reward than financial. That's mm. so good. Um, but it, look, it, it was it was. Probably the lowest of the scale at that time. And yeah. now you have to get some runs on the board to get that up. Yeah. Um, that's interesting because my work, I have to swear five times on stage. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, I was a school teacher for 10 years before quitting this year and uh, I'd swear a lot more. There you no, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed teaching. It was, it, was, it was awesome. Great fun. I feel like it would probably be the same intrinsic reward as you get for coaching as well. Something that you can impart and see people succeed. But... Um, 
Did Dawn, so. yeah. yeah, did Dawn get a um, a job as well, or is she crashing on your couch this time? Yeah, no, we got uh, we got her a job uh, in North Queensland. So yeah. she was in tourism, which was funny because she was American. Tourism. If Steve Irwin's missus can do it, <laughs> man. If you hear her accent, it's it's not subtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from but the Midwest, yeah, but, uh, yeah. She, you know, and that's one of the things that attracted me to Dawn. She was so self starter. Yeah, she wanted to. To go out and have her own name, have her own business, have yeah. her own career, and that's something that hasn't stopped yeah. at all. There's just been different spots along the way, that's and cool. uh, she's been very versatile. Yeah. So, how did you meet her, Blanche? I worked uh, for a she. She works for a client that I work for. Well, she got me. Work she got you to work. Got me to work. That's work. Yeah, no, she, and she's right. been great. But um, the, speaking of Dawn, you, uh, obviously the 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 um the whole uh, journey has led you to the. Wildcats, and then you guys went through a pretty big struggle for, or a, a big issue for a couple of years there, I guess. And and now the Wildcats have started throwing their support behind it. They still wear the the pink pink, jer- jerseys. pink jerseys and, and such stuff. That's such initiative. a it's it's great. So yeah. how was that whole experience? And how did uh, like Dawn find that um, having the support of a of a whole court, uh, I guess a whole sports nation behind them? Yeah, that's yeah pretty that, awesome. well, that's probably leads in right where you are in Townsville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we were in Townsville and we just had two kids. Yep. Uh, we had two under two. Uh, Shay, my daughter, was just uh, six months old and then Dawn stopped breastfeeding as, you know, six months comes along and then she felt a lump uh, in her breast. Yep. And she told me about it in bed one night and said, well, you better get in there and see, you know. And, yeah. you know, life gets busy. Yeah. I had a road trip. She got two kids. She got work. And, you know, and we talked about it again and a week later, I said, no, I haven't. And I'm starting to get mad now. So we'll yeah. get in there, get it checked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she bumped to the okay. ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was, you're better off just getting it checked. If it's nothing, it's great. She, yeah. she said, oh, it's probably a little bit of a milk duck or, you know. And um, so she went in there the following week and had the test biopsy. And I remember coming back, and this is kind of a bit weird, that the, it was just after Yassi hit Townsville and Cairns up North Queensland. The uh, Prime Minister at that stage, Julie Gillard, was at the game. Yeah. And we were playing Melbourne Tigers and um, Dawn didn't want to get the doctor, so it was a team doctor, and she said, I don't want to get the call from him. You can ring Trevor if there's something bad. So I'm on the way to the game and he rings up and said, hey, listen, we're, we're found as cancerous. Fucking hell. And I'm, my head's just spinning, so I ring her straight away. We've got a game on. I'm on the way to the game here. What do I do? You know, uh, obviously called Dawn. I said, you know, they can take care of it. They said, no, no, let's let's go. I want to be like normal. And yeah. you know, there's a photo with Dawn. She got two kids meeting Julia Gillard after <laughs> the game, just and then she's just been diagnosed with breast wow. cancer. It was it was an iconic moment for us. Just how quick things can change yeah. in your life. So, you know, we didn't have any family in North Queensland. My family is from Country Victoria, and and so we talked about it. And obviously Dawn's family's in America. And so we made the choice to, to move to Melbourne yep. uh, from Townsville to be around that with two young kids, uh, support yeah. and yep. the family. By so It's so interesting whenever people face adversity, the first thing they go is we need to be near family. Yeah, so without a question. Yeah. It's so important just for that journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you've got people that can look after the kids if you need and all sorts of... Yeah, and a drop supports. of the hat because it yeah. changes. It changes, yep. you know every five minutes so yeah so we we packed up moved down to melbourne and i got a job with melbourne tigers yeah uh for that they would just change the coach it, it kind of worked in great timing we were close to 
my family in, in Warrnambool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was really good for Dawn's having surgery and treatment uh, yeah. in Melbourne. What's yeah. the feeling there like for you? Because um, you're you you almost are you helpless? Um, your guts fall through your your bum that's on the ground. Yeah. Um, are you panicking? Are you like thinking, fuck, you know? What what can we do straight away? What, how do you deal with that and process that? Yeah, the, the hardest thing is not knowing mm. uh, when you're going through it, not knowing how far is it. You know, yeah. and the first thing when you, cancer is like, well, am I going to die? Yeah, yeah. You know, what stage is it in? Where is it in my body? And we were so lucky, and and that's what you know, being passionate about early detection. Yeah, you know, early detection success rate. Is over seventy percent, but if you get it late, you you're looking around fifteen percent. So, early detection is a is a must. Uh, and if anybody's here with their partner, or mm-hmm. you know, and I often joke about this, the guys can self examine the partner's breast, not a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's better to beat the cure before it, it develops into you know the yeah. fast spreading and, and later stage in life, and that's. Um, and as a man, you say, well, you, you can't really do anything. So my job is to put food on the table for the kids to make yeah. sure they're financially supported. There's, yep. you know, going to be hard yards ahead. So it was more so, okay, well, I've got to get this right. And then the emotional side of it. And then you've got two kids that don't understand, yeah. you know, what's going, uh, what's going on. And, and at that stage, we didn't tell the kids because they were too young mm. to understand. Um, so, yeah, we're... We're in Melbourne for just on twelve months, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I guess there's um there's a whole nother level though because you're in such a high pressure environment now. Did you need to seek outside help to process what you're going through, or did you find that solace within Dawn herself or within family members? Because having the pressure of being a high performance coach, having to deliver wins and being in a winning like a job where you need to win and yeah, it's a performance beyond, based industry. Performance based, mm but you're also trying to process this massive life event. Did you have a sounding board or did, was there a team psych or what was the... Well, all the above, but it was, yeah, my friends. Yeah. I have a good friend back in, in Warnable. His wife went through it and um, he reached out straight away, yeah. which, you know, I've done exactly what he's done to people that I know. And it was, hey, listen, I'm here if you want to talk, you got any questions. Yeah. And it's more, as men, we probably get bottled it up yeah. a little yeah. bit more. So it was good. Uh, just to have that and have the, an outlet of talking whenever you wanted to, and it wasn't wasn't a great you know in depth stuff, but it was there. Great to know it was. Hey, yeah. listen, I can ring up and you'll pick the phone up and yeah. you know work us through that. Or, and his wife uh, had breast cancer, so the wife helped Dawn through it as well. Yeah, that's so yeah. lucky. It's just unlucky but lucky in a, in, a, in a way. Yeah, yeah, because you need that support around because there's such unknown or going through this journey or mm. you know mm. what's going to happen and. Um, yeah, it's been very, very uh, supportive, and that's one of the things. The bright side of is just the relationships um, that we've had to help us along the way. Yeah, and that's and I guess she's your first love, almost first relationship as well. Yeah, without is, a question, yeah. I've only been married once. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a marriage celebrant, so if you want to renew your vows, we can do that at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just I'm just thinking about what it would have felt like as someone you would traveled everyone else was settling down you've met the one and then you face this as well that's like yeah it's not ideal spanner. especially yeah. two two kids under two so that's yeah. that was that was really hard but um you know we and there was some dark periods through it you know mm. it, it was it was um it's a hard journey yeah that question but then when you get back and look back it's okay yeah 
So your biggest in advice. hindsight, those sorts of journeys are always the, the hardest moments are the ones you sort of reflect back on and yeah. and realize that's what's built me as a person. Right, correct, hundred yeah. percent. So people listening, fellas, we got eighty three percent male listeners. Go examine, <laughs> Go examine in a with consent, with consent, consensual <laughs> examination, and say, look, Toronto's no, surprisingly, <laughs> assistant coach surprisingly, we have a, a lot of female coach. listeners now. Yeah. So we're building and girls, yeah. check it out and don't be fucking stubborn. Mm. And that, that's the thing, don't be stubborn because yeah. it's like, don't wash it. Your better early detection cured Dawn. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it was the best cure that she, she could have was getting there early. Yeah. Mm. It's so funny that you, the early detection and the stubbornness that people face. Yeah. Even some really close mm. girl mates of mine, with as much awareness as there is now, mm. so much awareness for breast cancer, they'll still go, oh, I'll go get checked. Yeah, like next week next or something. Week. Yeah. Fucking book in today. Yeah, yep. get it sorted. Yeah, yeah. Same as your blows it, with your nuts. Do you, do you think it's the fear, the fear of the Pro- probably the fear yeah, of the I result? Think it is. It's yeah. a fear. You know, mm. don't want to change your life. Mm. You don't want to get it. Yep. You know, but it's the fear is much easier to deal with then. Yeah. Than it is. It's hey, listen, this is spread through your body. Yeah. 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 We haven't got it soon enough because then you're pushing daisies up. So yeah. was it um, was it you that started pushing the the drive? I know that the, with the Wildcats wearing the pink jerseys, was that Dawn or was that well, just? How did you get the job at the Wildcats? Well, yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. Well, it went to Melbourne, so just uh, I finished up getting fired in Melbourne. Yeah, okay. Uh, what, owner new owner sh- again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Well, I've I've been fired three times, and three times not making the playoffs. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So okay. once in Brisbane, once over in the CBA in America, yeah. and the only time in the NBL, uh, the ownership changed. Yeah, and, um, so that kind of got a bit ugly, and it was it was wasn't a good time because yeah. Dawn was going through treatment, you know, two kids, and yeah, then that's when I'm, how am I going to get a paycheck? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm going to fire. So that's where I finished up going to AFL. Yeah, it was, right. It was, oh, it was, yes. Yeah. Well, is it frustrating as well? Some person comes in that knows fuck all about basketball that wants to change everything. They've just got money, right? Is that what the owners have, or yeah, do well they have an interest in they're, basketball? They're just want to bring the people in that they're comfortable with, I guess. Right. Mm. And if you have the coach there that maybe you don't like yeah. and you want to get someone else, it's, you know, their their job. Yeah. I just got to make sure my contract's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, so to give you that protection yeah, you know, yeah. on the downside because, yeah. um, you know, when it does go south, you yeah. have to have that piece of paper to to hold it. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. so you go to the Kangaroos and Hawthorne? Well, at Melbourne Tigers, we'll work in... With Hawthorne, uh, sorry, North Melbourne, same facility. So, what year was this? I'm just seeing if they were successful or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the prelim years where they made this finals is, under um, Brad. Ten, eleven. Yeah, that's, and yeah, Brad good. Scott. Let yeah. me tell you, Brad Scott's a great coach. Yeah. I, yeah, I was shocked that he's not coaching. You know, he's gone down more administrative side, but I, I witnessed him. I think he's a brilliant coach. Absolutely great communicator. Had the guys eaten out of his hand. Yeah. Uh, so we had some success there. So. I was I cleared out my office, I got fired, grabbed all my stuff out of the office and I'm heading downstairs. And then walking upstairs is Brad Scott. He said, What are you doing? I said, I just got fired. He said, Oh, you all gotta be kidding me. <laughs> no, I said, mate, they just rang up, they're cleaning up the office, I'm out here, you know, we used to, you know, run into each other but nothing nothing mm-hmm. major and then um so I went back out and you know, I had to come back for contract reasons and then we had a bit of a laugh and but by the time I left, um, you know, I was getting to know more of the North Melbourne guys because yeah. there was no basketball to do, but I had to be in the office. Yeah. 
And I was That's just watching. So spun out. So yeah. You're, so you it's got just, nothing to do. Yeah. But you have a great contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so if I wasn't at the office, I would be not, uh, not getting paid. Not getting paid. Mm. Be Amazing. Rules to fire. Right. So, and that was just building up the relationships. And then I went and uh, North Melbourne rang me up and said, hey, listen, would you like to come in here and be a fly on the wall and come into our meetings and see what areas that we can improve on? Fantastic. Said, not a problem. So I went in there and the first thing I did was the ball skills. Back then it was just a handball, handball. There was no decision making. And so I came up with a set of drills that we use in basketball for AFL. Yeah. And it was peer pressure, it was time pressure, it was decision making. And mm. and the guys loved it, absolutely loved it. We get in there and, and be dynamic. And so I got to be in the box with Brad and, and travelled a bit with North Melbourne in the game. That's we won, cool. I think, seven or eight in a row. Went to the went to the finals and yeah, that was the years where they were making prelims and yeah, Boomer was just turning back the clock. Yeah, Yeah. Boomer was there. Yeah, my guy I played states with was Andrew Swallow. He was a captain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was there. Yeah. Yeah. So does that is that a weird transition? You gone? Yeah. You gone from NBL head coach to in the box and an AFL yeah um, team. And it was it was great for me because I could sit back and no pressure. Yeah. And just to, to look at different things, so it was uh, it was really good. And then, so the next year, I, I tried to get um, some money to to go, and they said no, we haven't got the money to just hire. email Samsung. Yeah, they'll <laughs> knock on your door. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> and then, um, so then I thought, oh, well, I'll come up with a, like a, a program and see if there's any AFL teams. Mm-hmm. And I met Chris Fagan many many years ago when I was in Townsville, and um, he was at Hawthorne. Yeah. He said, well, come down. We had a coffee. We've got money at Hawthorne. <laughs> well, <laughs> We're a very happy team yeah. at Hawthorne. <laughs> North Melbourne are not notoriously known <laughs> yeah. for money. So that was 2013, so just before they started their success. Yeah. So the reason. So the reason is, <laughs> uh, you heard it no here first. <laughs> Peer pressure skills. Yep. Well, so family. I came in with a couple of, if you like it, keep it. If not, no worries, no yeah. skin off your nose. And they said, well, yeah, we like it. And they kept it for 10 sessions. And then it was all of a sudden two times a week for the season. Awesome. And that was great for me with Hawthorne. Because Clarko was there. Yep. You know, Simo was there. Mm-hmm. Beverage. Um, there was about four or five. Just a few oh, AFL a few coaches. premiership winning yes. coaches. Yeah, yeah, all there. So I'm sitting back and watching these guys communicate how they're working. But the biggest thing for me was the players, how much... More so, and we are talking about coaching philosophy before, it was more so, you're the coach, it's my way or the highway. And Hawthorne would be the players that hold you accountable. And I remember doing a drill, and I didn't really know all the players' names. Mm. So, and, you know, I had, I think, about 16 in a group, maybe 10 in a group and 10 in a group. And there was a couple of players on the outside just kind of messing around. And I'm just about to, hey, guys, come back in. And all of a sudden, uh, Gibson... He's got in, hey, guys, get your ass back in here now. Oh, that's pretty good. And then, and then Sam Mitchell would do the same thing or Jordan Ruffhead or, yeah. or um, sorry, Jordan Lewis. Yeah. And that, that I was thinking, well, that, they really police in their cell. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then Clarko would kind of sit back and let the assistants coach and he would oversee it and then he would build a relationship, you know, bring someone into his office, have a 20-minute conversation, then someone else would come in. Well, the, the coaches are doing, and it was really stuck with me is the the input with the players and how they held each other accountable. Yeah, uh, more so than the coach. You do this, and 
So I stole a lot of their ideas okay. when I went to coach uh, Perth. I yeah. feel like there might be a um, almost a, a fraction there between AFL and um, basketball. Yeah, yeah. Basketball might be a lot more ego and players are playing for themselves as opposed to footy where since we're young, mm. as a leader at any development squad or any waffle team, you will pull your teammates in yeah. and you're expected to do right. that. So maybe that that's just like that that culture thing from from a sporting yeah. point of view. But mm-hmm. um, it doesn't and fucking hurt when you've got Gibson and <laughs> Lewis and <laughs> well, Sam Mitchell yeah. helping and you out. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it was really eye-opener for me and the players taking ownership. So that, that was – I have no qualms about they had the uh, sustained success yeah. of doing that with, with – the the culture that uh, Clarko had at that yeah. stage, and was it evident to you that Sam Mitchell would go on to be a great coach at that point, or was it just yeah he's very very smart yeah you know and I used to run in with him a bit all the time because he he'd have his own opinion yeah, yeah he would and I said oh, mate there's a beach towel over there use it so <laughs> <laughs> I probably ran a couple of times he might mellow now that he's a coach he kind of yeah. gets it yeah but um, you know it was it was a great time just to learn about communications and, yeah. and sport and professional sport, even though it wasn't basketball. Mm. Yeah. And to sit back and watch all these coaches communicate and I was allowed to, in the meetings, and listen to them and uh, I said, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. That I'm going cool. mm. to take that. And when I get my next opportunity, I didn't know when it was going to be. So Clarkson's, so Clarkson's group of coaches that have gone on to success is not just in the AFL. It's it's yeah. bled Plus, into the oh, NBL. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Did, so, so did you get to see any grand finals from the box? No, I yeah. actually left in July. The Perth Wildcats job right. opened up. So yeah. Um, but you know, I, I would still ring him up. I ring Chris Fagan up. Yeah. A few times. So I got this problem. What do you think? Um, I think that as a coach, the to have some different avenues for different different yeah. people. I, you know, I know Craig Bellamy from the time I was in yeah. in Townsville, um, well in Brisbane actually, because he was yeah. assistant coach. He's NRL, Craig Brenner. Bellamy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I kind of just had those relationships that you can ring yeah. up and. Uh, I think that's great that you found a transferable set of skills between mm. ball codes, ball codes as well. Because that was my next question: was like, you see Clarko go to America, all these guys. And I'm thinking. What are you going to learn from ice hockey, or what are you going to learn from being in that environment? But straight away, yeah, you've just yeah, you try to relate it back to your sport. And I think the ice hockey—that's where Mick Malthouse got the subs on, subs off. Yeah, in ice hockey, they go thirty seconds in their subbing. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that's when the interchanges are up one hundred and forty or one hundred and twenty or something. So we can blame Mick Malthouse for ruining the game. <laughs> 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 what did you make of um, Luke Beveridge? I've heard many different things from players that have played under him to people that know him, like. How do you how did you find him? I heard he's a bit of a different cat. He was he was a very much a student. Yeah. He actually swapped a fair few books. Yeah. And I got one of his books and there was notes everywhere in it. It was great. <laughs> wow. I I was like a that. dot to dot. <laughs> oh, it had the tags in there. Yeah, you know, right. just and that's when he was assistant coach before he went to the to the Bulldogs. Nice. But yeah, and then you had Simo who was there and, and Bolton. Um, yeah. Chris Fagan and yeah. Clarko. It was like a smorgasbord. Yeah. It was yeah. like they worked so good together. Fagan could soon be a premiership coach. Yeah, that's the what there could be. Yeah. yeah. So probably your most no- notorious, notor- notable job of notoriety. Notable. notable. Yep. Yeah. Well, is the Wildcats and the record-setting um, run that you put in there. So obviously you've inherited 
at that point, one, still one of the most successful franchises. Yeah. And how do they do... Is that franchise in sport and they just judge it by how many finals you've made? Because I'm thinking like English Premier League and Scottish Premier League have been around for so many lo- years. It was the 35-year run, hey, of making I think it was or concurrent, finals. Yeah, right. yeah, so, so the longest streak in on earth. I think and did you inherit it as they had that streak? Yeah, it was 27. So the pressure is... Immediate? Yeah, yeah. With, without a question. <laughs> You're yes. definitely getting fired if you don't make playoffs. I've never yeah. thought about that. We have <laughs> yeah. made finals 27 years, years straight. Yeah. You better fucking do it. <laughs> and the year before, they made it to the final and lost the final. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a bit, fair bit of pressure the first mm. year. So, um, you know, it was just kind of dismantle in your mind and, and build up in your mind where they can improve. And um, I was really lucky. Some contacts that I had previously in america and also i I missed that part i worked as a player scout for portland trailblazers awesome in the main league so i kind of knew all the players uh, around and built contacts and so there was a player that i got a a a call from a mentor of mine uh, mo mccone he coached the usa men's team before um coach k um he rang up and said hey miami heat want to put this player away they want to keep him but they want to place him somewhere and bring him back next year like hide him yeah wow hide him and what so better place than the most isolated <laughs> city <laughs> yeah. on earth with the 100%. most successful franchise yeah 100 percent. yeah so uh i said yeah no <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's his name what's he do <laughs> i watched some tape and i thought oh yeah this is going to help and uh, so that was james innes yeah oh so, wow yeah and the other guy that um i coached against was uh jameel uh, Jermaine Beale yeah, and Jermaine lit us up one time when I coached against him so I remember about him so we finished up getting those two of the imports and yeah. you know the problem the pressure came off a little bit I think we won our first 12 games yeah so from that handball drill that you're doing you from <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah nice so straight away pressure's off yeah and then nice. it just comes again in the finals and um, you know we were fortunate to, we finished first we were the best team in there so yeah if we had a loss there, it would have been without a question on me. Yeah. Because mm. we were the most gifted team there. And it was just uh, the guys played great. We finished up beating 36s yep. in the um, game three of the final. Yeah. yeah. Was that like, that's the first time you've won a championship at uh, such a high level? Yeah. So how yeah. does that feel for you as a coach? Oh, like, I'm vindicated. Yeah. Well, you always got that background because, as you mentioned before, I didn't have a history in sport. I didn't play Mm, at a yeah. high level, so I haven't got any credibility at all. It's like, well, who's this Gleason guy? Yeah, you know? yeah. he's a bit of a flog or, yeah, or yeah. whatever. It's a, and that's why I don't have social media. <laughs> yes, I don't want to. I know it's there. I don't really care about it. Yeah. I, I want to listen to people that I respect and I, I, um, you know, get feedback. Yeah, they say Trevor, you did a shitty job. Yeah, okay, but I want to have it from someone that's. Some reputable, pleb. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but don't go through comments. Don't go through the comments. <laughs> no, yeah. not at all. So that was that was kind of to keep your focus on what you're doing and don't worry about things outside of your control. And um, you know, and we we had that success through the first year. It was great. That's awesome. Mm. That's so cool as well. Like you've got like you've almost reached this mountain. Now the challenge is to stay at the top. Yeah. How do you go about? Do you change your Game plan? Do you make tweaks? Do you are you like, nah? This is the winning formula that I've got. And how do you sell Perth to imports? Like, <laughs> <laughs> really? Like yeah. It's it's not like, it's yeah. not the most sellable city in the world. It is yeah. beautiful weather. Well, beautiful. We we would do it. We finished up doing a recruiting video 
you know, like yeah, a three-minute wow. recruiting video. And I would have just shown, just yeah. gone down the coast yep. yeah, and shown 100%. all the chicks at 3.30 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and just been like... But yeah, the, the beaches, the weather, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the arena, the crowd, the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. All, all that, the history, the winning championships, everything, if you want to be successful. And now that we had probably a bit of credibility because we had James Innes yeah. on a championship. Now James has gone back to play for Miami. Yes. So now we've also developed, now we're a development team. Mm. You want to come here and develop? You want to get to the NBA? Seems to be. This is a purse. This yeah. is an opportunity for you to do that. That's amazing. Mm. And was that your brainchild? Well, it, it just, it was kind of worked that way. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't sit back and say, well, I want this to be a, a building block for NBA. It was, it was an opportunity that they wanted to plant a player. Yeah. Um, We'll take him. Yeah. You know, we'll help you a little bit. We're not going to, you already got the skills. Yeah. We just got to get you in the right environment. Yeah. Playing How hard was it getting the American egos to drop and play? Uh, they're team. pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty, I always have a hard conversation with them first up. Yeah. Mm. And we'll go for lunch or coffee or a milkshake or whatever they want to do. And I said, I'm going to coach. Who's your best coach that you've had? And yeah. I said, Well, why was he the best coach? Oh, that's great. Who was your worst coach? Well, why were they the worst? Now, okay. So, so you're telling me you want me to get hard on you because. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do. Right, yeah. and then when when the shit hits the fan through the season, we might have it. Hey, we had this conversation pre-season. Yeah, you told me you want to do this. So yeah. are you changing in your mind or accountability? And then then it's okay. You're right. Okay, well th this is where I see it. But, okay, um, I'm going to jump forward just because it's reminded me. Otherwise, I'll leave it. Yeah, it could be fake news or not. And you you've spoke about the Americans being good with that ego. Did Bryce Cotton throw his medal away? No, that was James in Innes. James Innes. Oh, Did really? He throw his medal away. Yeah. He should have won MVP, without a question. Right. And we came out of there um, for the MVP. He was in Melbourne. Yeah. And he's just got his uh, best five and just gone. Really? Like and just outside having a smoke was the Adelaide owner. So <laughs> he's he saying, we tried to keep that in-house. Oh, uh, and it <laughs> got out. Yeah, and he's saying it got to the media. And then it was by the time we jumped on the plane to get back here the next day, it's, oh, you threw your medal in. It's, no, no. Posted it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Uh, sent home to mum. Oh. Yeah, it's airmail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and then I guess you were you instrumental in getting Bryce Cotton on board? Was he? There's a few more yeah. before that, right? Before yeah, Bryce Casey came Prather. on. Prather. Yeah. So yeah. Even Nate Jarwai was. Nate was the yeah our was second championship. It's great. becoming uh, an NBA feeder comp, really. Like the even was it. Uh, I'm not, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Yeah, Lonzo Ball. Like for Mello. Mello Ball, yeah. yeah Mello. No, his brother, yeah, yeah played. He's with doing big things. Who did, he, who did his he brother play for? He played for Wollongong. Wollongong, yeah. Illawarra yeah. Hawks, yeah. yeah. But um, which one, I mean, we, we kind of have to zoom through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was your favourite one and why? Championship. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were saying imports. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the first one's always, you yeah. know, something you had never achieved before. Yeah. And it was uh, such a build-up. Of all the way through, but the others, you know, are, are so um, important too because yeah. it's the journey that year. And I, and I just the coaching philosophy the the year that we won it, the next year I wasn't a good coach because I used to judge. Oh, we weren't. We were better last year. Yeah, I had to let that go mm. because last year's already over, and the team's thinking, well, yeah, this is not last year's team. This yeah. is this year's team. So I, I really made a decision there in coaching. Said, don't. Always compare to last year. It's yeah. something we want to keep striving to win this year, not yes. compared to last year. That's a great. I, I, um, I think hmm. that's great. Yeah, there's been a couple of crazy e ones. Eagles aren't doing that at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's been a. Um, we, we were last at, at 
the Christmas, and then we brought Bryce in. We finished up winning Saw a championship that, that year. Yep. Um, there was one that was He's the been toughest. an average import. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was the toughest schedule I've ever seen. Was we bet New Zealand and and had to fly back and forth for for that journey was it was tough. And then you got the last championship was COVID. Yeah. You know, yeah. Against the Sydney Kings. How silly now thinking they didn't want to continue because of health and safety. Like After it, what we've been through now. It's all hindsight, like, I guess, isn't mate. it? You just but the New Zealand Breakers and Wildcats have had great rivalries and great mm. games to bet on. <laughs> <laughs> few good values on those ones. Um, I guess from the Wildcats, we, I think we've, we have to gloss over because we've gone about an hour and a half. Yeah, now, so. well, I, I will... I heard, and this is while... And this is a rumour, so you can confirm on or deny. So just prior to... Uh, the Olympics. I heard you to so your coach in Wildcats and Canada's head coach for the Olympics comes into town for the game, and you've gone for a coffee to ask them advice. This is my. This is what I'm hearing. Yep. So you confirm or yeah. deny? And uh, you've he gone to ask you the throw advice. your medal <laughs> into the Swan River, <laughs> <laughs> and, and basically instead of giving you advice, offered you a, a job. Like, oh, yeah, it wasn't easy that, but um, Coach Nurse already won a championship, don't you? Won a championship with Toronto Raptors. Yeah. And he just happened to be here the next year coaching Canada. Yeah. So we had a couple of mutual friends. So I got his number and said, hey, listen, while you're here, love to catch up with you and have a beer. And he said, oh, I can catch up, but he doesn't drink beer. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, let's go down. So I took him down to City Beach. Uh, we had a meal, talked, and up and down the, the coast and just built the relationship from there. Yeah. And, um, I actually thought I was going over there – uh, the COVID, not last year, um, the year 20, I thought I was going to head over there because his assistant coach went to take a head coaching job. Yeah. Yep. So we talked about it um, and it, COVID hit their team mm. really hard. They had the lockdown in, yeah. in Florida. Yeah. So he said, nah, not happening and, and just happened last year. Yeah. So because yeah. um, so, you've, uh, you've eventually gone over there um, with the job. Well, what, what's your role with them? Is it de- is it defensive? Um, are you sort of watching the other team's defence? Yeah, so I'm doing the offence, our offence. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I've got to find the holes of uh, where we can score or take advantage yeah, of. you can get through Marcus Smart. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, these, and this is ridiculous to think that you've gone from getting your back crushed yeah. in a bloody abattoir in, in Wollongong. Warnable. And now you're you're sort of analysing LeBron James, yeah. Durant, and how to, how to get through some of the best defensive yeah. players They're in the comp. Trying to beat Giannis and, and yeah. Embiid, it's uh, it's crazy. I'm still a fan. I'm sitting, yeah, I'm probably the fan to the game starts. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking like this is KD. Yeah, you know how the hell are you going to stop KD? And, yeah. Um, you're you're almost like, you're I don't just, care, I just want to watch him. <laughs> I want to get his autograph, so I'll just let him score. Yeah, it must become wow. a – you must have to pinch yourself, like, the way you've gotten to, and obviously future aspirations, I'm sure. But um, getting to that point and then and then looking at some of the players – oh, I guess you missed out on Kawhi Leonard and, and the um, – Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, you've still got some great players that are playing Was it a dream? Toronto. NBA was the dream? Yeah, I guess as a little kid, it was all, back then. It was the Olympics, yeah, because that was it wasn't really professional enough. It yeah, was, but Australia still went to the Olympics. Yeah, so it was. I guess that was the biggest goal then. But as it's developed, and then you've coached against, especially when I coached over America, there was, I think, four coaches from other teams that coached against finished up being a head coach. Yeah. in the NBA, I was well, you know, I'm not far away. It's just been not in the right spot. Yeah. And 
you know, and we've had some great years here in Perth, and um, now it was an opportunity came. How old are the kids now? The kids are 13 and 12. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's still a little bit of like you're yeah. thinking about them as well? Yeah, without a question. Yeah. And especially, you know, all the news that goes on going to school. Oh, the yeah. The safety aspect yeah. is the best place to raise in Australia. And yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's something there. But it was, and I often talk about this with my wife, is can you put your head on the pillow at night and say you passed up an opportunity to coach in the best league in the world? Yeah. You know, and it was, I said, no, I can't. Yeah. I said, I would be restless. I'll be grumpy. Yeah. I'll be second guessing myself. Yeah. This way I can give it a crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it works, it works great. If it's not, well, That's so cool. I can maybe I can do something else mm. yeah. uh, from basketball or football or, or whatever. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you think you'll always be coaching like forever in some sort of vicinity if it's basketball, footy, lacrosse, like something? Or is there another passion outside yeah, of that? I, that actually, in between the Melbourne gigs, I did some corporate the talking like team um, yep. teamworks. Yeah. If you um, need an opener, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I do a lot of corporate comedy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's, for you. Um, yeah, it's something that I've really started probably doing some more corporate yeah. uh, talks to executive CEOs and just to get their communication of how they yeah. how one part of the business. Uh, that's maybe something I go down because yeah. I still enjoy teaching. Yeah, and to pass that uh, experience on in a different. Yeah. Because a big uh, company business. is like a big team. You've got your different teams. Yeah, well, then you find yeah. the research doesn't talk to advertising. Yeah. You know, because they don't like each other. Well, how are you going to be yeah. comparable of sharing the ball? Yeah, it's like maths you know? teachers and sports teachers. <laughs> <laughs> These days, all maths teachers are sports teachers because yeah. there's no jobs. So there's, so. A, um, there's a big uh, – it's, it's a big week now. We've got the, the NBA finals. Um, who, uh, Miami lost. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't believe Butler went for a three pointer. Went yeah. for the he went for the glory to win. He should have gone for a layup and forced overtime. But anyway, uh, game seven finished. Boston versus Golden State. Uh, now having a bit more of a uh, a better idea of what's going on there. What's your thoughts on who's going to win and, and yeah. what do you? Yeah, yeah. I then guess we'll maybe I have to take the some listener questions. Yeah, yeah. 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 I have yeah, to yeah. take the East Coast team, which is Boston. We we played them early in the season. We actually had their number. I think we mm. we had about three wins out of them early. But they really developed after Christmas. Yeah. They really got better. And then I think we only played them once since then. So I heard they studied the Wildcats tapes. <laughs> <laughs> so after Christmas. It's really going to be a, a good one with uh, with Steph. You know, mm. we played against him once mm. and we held him actually to five points, which was, oh, wow. yeah. which was great. So, But they didn't have clay and... Yeah. Um, if any recruiters yeah. are listening, when he <laughs> says we held him to five, that was <laughs> his research. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Held Steph to five. How you, and how do you approach someone like who's considered now the uh, arguments are top ten of all time yeah, he can't players? He give away strategy. Yeah, yeah. but well, ha- <laughs> <laughs> it was because uh, Toronto played Golden State in the final. So the, the players, yeah, I think there's still five, six players that are on the team yep. that haven't changed. So they kind of knew... It's a big game, yeah. But we didn't win the game, so yeah. Uh, that they uh, uh, Warriors won. But look, this is going to be a cracker. You got an offensive team against a defensive team. Yeah. You got a couple of villains in Draymond and, and mm. Marcus Smart. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's. I, I thought Miami might get there. I think their health. Yeah. Their health really uh, stopped them. Um, but it, hopefully, it's a it's a great game, yeah. great series. How and I'm sorry to bring up old traumas. You would have been right on the front of it, seeing Embiid. Game six, drain that three. Yeah, no, that was game three. Game three, was it? Yeah, sorry, yeah. We got him to game six. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, got him to um, game six. Yeah, it was Cause it's it, one of those little things, just little things go against you. Yeah. You know, there was one, and then there was one that he banked off. <laughs> He's the most dominant player, you know, LeBron, 
Giannis, uh, KD, Steph. But for for me, it was Embiid. He, he's just physicality and strength. It was just uh, you felt like a little kid out how, there. How can you be like seven foot tall and that athletic? Yeah. It's just and he's smart. He's smart as you know. He's got a high IQ. He's uh, I thought he'd win the MVP, but yeah, again, I didn't see enough for the West Coast teams. Yeah, yeah. beast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, got a listener one. I heard a uh, conspiracy theory that Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's love child. Have you heard? <laughs> have you heard that? Uh, it's very pretty, compelling. Okay, pretty damn good though. Um, it's very compelling. I actually had a, heard a rumor this morning. Ananobi is uh, yeah, OG. Yeah, yeah. Is is it chances he's going to get traded? Look, I don't know. I think everything's on the table in the NBA level. Yeah. You know, and a lot of it's coming around this time for draft. Yeah. Draft times at the end of this month. So there's a lot of speculation Yeah, uh, to theirs. But no, I'm not really know the ins and outs of the... But seeing these guys up close in... And you get to experience it in playoffs, which is the, the ultimate. I mean, obviously you want to go all the way to the championship. Right. NBA playoffs, it must it must be such a vibe watching yeah, these guys. So, yeah, and then Philly, you can it's definitely Philly, so Philly cool. accrued the the crowd. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. Vocal and they're loud and they're nasty and mm. yeah. trust the process. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of um, your, your coaching, uh, this is from a, a lifelong diehard Wildcats supporter, Aldo Rogantini. Uh, while you've been coaching in the NBA, what was the main difference in game style compared to the NBL? Seems like more ISO ball. Also, have the Raptors been using any of your coaching style? <laughs> <laughs> Running the flex offense, for example, which was used a lot with the Cats. Yeah, no, they haven't been. <laughs> still pushing for it. If they were, they'd be playing in the yeah, finals, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, principles just share on the ball. But uh, yeah, the, just the athlete, they, they're so big. They're bigger and they're stronger. Mm. You know, it, it's you, just the. The skill level of the NBA players is much higher than the NBL, yeah, without a question. And, and just there's that many of them, it doesn't show out as enough. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it's certainly a different level. The, yeah. the how big they are, the court's bigger. How quick they are, it's like it's literally this. Your description is reminding me of if the NBL went there, it would be like Space Jam when the Looney yeah, Tunes play the giant <laughs> monsters. Yeah, correct, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Wow. Um, if you were to coach uh, ever to come back and coach in the NBL, what's the major thing you learnt in the NBA that you would implement here? Oh yeah, good question. Mm. Uh, I'm still developing that, but a lot of um, Nick Nurse is a really good coach. You know, just with his how he handles the players and holds them accountable and, and gives them a little bit of rain. So that yep. that's really stuck with me more so than the philosophy of offense and defense. Okay. Um, and other than ruining the company, how do you feel about – sorry, other than ruining the country, how do you feel about ScoMo ruining the Wildcats? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, – I'm taking the – the, the yeah, we're changing, changing – yeah. No, I just added that one in there. Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't get to see any games this year. It just – too busy with, yeah, yeah. with scouting and moving on to the game. So great change of, of you know yeah. it was deflection. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, I have no doubt that they'll be back up there yeah. next year. And Liz Cambridge, do you have any opinions on what's happened there? Yeah, it's not pretty, is it? Nah. It's um, when you got multiple players saying the same thing. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a little bit, but you know that was an ugly breakup. That's still yeah, still yeah. something left in the tank there because yeah. it's not um, all finished. There's a lot of energy coming from that, yeah. but. You know, it's pretty hard to make a comment when you, you're not there. I yeah. think leave it up to the people and who were there. Especially since 
what she quit for and then she's accused of the exact same thing, saying yeah. to the Nigerians, go back to the third world country yeah. where you came from. We all know Nigeria is not third world. And this is... I get emails from princes saying I've got millions of dollars from them. So, <laughs> that's, uh, get your facts straight <laughs> before you can... I think I got an email anyone. like that yeah. this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, this is the thing as well. Like, this is why I don't like to cast judgment when I don't know, like what you just said with yeah. Liz. Like, the Ben Simmons situation is it's a pretty... He's starting to cop it a lot, obviously. And I, I always sort of have this thought that if you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, don't comment. Yeah. It does seem like he's being a bit of a small brat. That's how it feels. Mm. But there could be something going on that we don't know. That we don't know something that because he was he was treated pretty poorly. I know that, but yeah, yeah uh, those sorts of things. I don't like to have comments on and thoughts on them without knowing. Yeah, exactly. It's you know it was an ugly situation in Philly how mm. it finished last year for the playoffs and then the kind of standoff and it wasn't. I probably think both teams parties would if they did it again they did it do it different. Mm. Um, you know, it was unfortunate you didn't get to play with, yeah. with the Nets. It would have been really good to, to see. Jump but uh, hopefully he's back healthy. I know he had back issues towards the end. So hopefully he's back and hopefully he puts the green and gold on. I was yeah. going to say, and, gold. and is that something that's your uh, an aspiration as well? Um, been, I guess, almost overlooked as the best um, coach in Australia at the time. Yeah, look, I interviewed for it. I, I was mm. pretty... Um, Pretty happy with the interview. Mm. I thought I did well, but obviously didn't get the job. So yep. uh, I know it was a quick decision because of um, we had to move fast for the Olympics and all that. So yeah, look, if it comes up in future years and I'm still interested in the coaching, I'll certainly put my hand up. It's definitely a, a side that's going to be very competitive over the next couple of Olympics. You'd expect with the team we have. And, but yeah, should we ask the the weed question or just? Oh yeah, up. well uh, yeah no, no. We got one from the listeners. Um, oh, I can't find it, but the so fifty to seventy-five percent of yeah, NBA players use marijuana. Yeah, is yeah. there any rule, team rules, or if it's legal, it's allowed it's, to happen? Because it's legal over there. Is it just yeah. considered like having look, a drink? You can go even in Canada, and look, I don't know who smokes, who doesn't. Yeah, yeah. it's not something that I get into. But yeah. you can go and buy walking down the street yeah. in Toronto. There's, there's cannabis stores. It's uh, yeah. all over the place. It's just like going to a liquor store, hey? It's just exactly right. You can smell it. I remember <laughs> yeah. when my family were over there, they said, God damn, Taj. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's. I don't believe they test. Um, I don't know why yeah. they do it, but, you know. I think so, I think so, oh, I'm sh- I'm sure some of them would tell you that, oh, I'm using it for the pain. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got a uh, – this is the, the um, Jimmy Butler one. I'll, uh, look how good, like, that's pretty, oh, yeah, that's pretty compelling. MJ. Is that not <laughs> pretty <laughs> compelling? Do we not know who Jimmy Butler's dad is, or? Uh, well, no, he was uh, with his mum for 13 years, yeah. and then his mum gave him up, and there was, apparently, Michael Jordan had a love child that he supported for 13 years, and as the payment stopped, she... Oh, interesting. So we should deep dive into that one as a yeah. conspiracy. That's good. All right. So, but, um, uh, yeah, I thought that would be a cool little thing to finish on. Yeah, sick. Um, awesome. Thanks so much for your time. This has been very enjoyable for yeah. me because I've learned different aspects of 
coaching philosophy and travel stories, which there I love. There you go. So it's great. And backstories. 100%. So, thanks so much for coming so on. Much. Thanks, Dawn, for uh, setting yes. this up. <laughs> thanks, Dawn. And, um, yeah, I don't know how long you're in Perth for, but it's great to have Do you Do we want to plug any of Dawn's tourism country, uh, companies nah, she, or anything? No, she de- definitely not. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, just leave that. So. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Really enjoyed it. Awesome. Uh, and you geez. can find Trev on social media at uh, <laughs> the real Trevor <laughs> Gleeson. At, at we, are, we the North. Yeah, <laughs> MySpace. That's the Oh. Bad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, cheers. Awesome. Cheers. Right. Thanks, yeah. guys.